Hello, everyone. Welcome to Being Podcast. Experiential podcasting started. I don't know. I don't know if it started, but um, today's a fun topic. I have Bethany Evans, my co-host, and me, myself, and I, Aaron Pruitt. And we have an exciting show today because it's Spill the Tea, and it's going to be facilitated by the lovely, charming, and very direct question asker, (laughs) Melanie Lindsay. So Melanie, thank you for being our facilitator. My pleasure. Um, I feel like you're off on a really interesting foot there. (laughs) I was like, that was the first time she's ever said that. And I was trying really hard not to laugh really loud. (laughs) Me, myself, and I, Erin Pruitt, and the being experiential podcasting came out a little bit. (laughs) No, I see what it is. Um, If if I start, like every once in a while, I think I'm being like, oh, I'm just going to just trust whatever comes up. And then as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, hmm don't trust whatever comes up like that's not always the case so i think you might have been channeling goofy in that moment (laughs) i was oh totally totally i'm ready for it for this to be a silly show so i was silently laughing really hard no they're both everyone could see the us they're all both laughing and i'm just trying to dig myself out of the introduction but i don't know why i was like very conscious of like how loud i can be and like when i laugh over people so it was like i need to stop doing that so that's why i wasn't laughing while you were talking and i was like just gonna let this train keep going (laughs) well she stopped well she all right ladies are you ready for some um so i've divided the questions that were sent in by many of the listeners into a number of different categories We're going to start off with the rapid fire questions, and those are kind of designed to be answered as briefly as humanly possible, (laughs) which we both know doesn't happen often with the two of you. Um, And then we have the advice and info section, um, some for fun, and the vulnerable shit that people want to know. So we will start with the easy stuff and then head our way down into the more um, like getting in there stuff. So a little bit of foreplay first. All right. Rapid fire. Bethany, I'm going to have you go first. What is your pet peeve? Just in general, my pet peeve. I don't, I don't remember what I said last time. By the way, this is the second time we've recorded this. Um, <laughs> my pet peeve. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm in such a terrible place right now to answer this. Sorry, that sounded really everything, bad. Is um, everything a pet peeve right now? <laughs> yeah, like every, depends. Depends on my mood. Um, okay loud noises like loud tv i think that is a pet peeve of mine really loud noises is i think the biggest one aaron Um, i would agree it's noises or like dinging from electronics like ding ding ring i'm like fucking turn it off like put it on vibrate put it by your body no no everyone else doesn't need to know that someone is communicating with you Wait, isn't it your phone that does that on the podcast every time? Yeah, it's happens? my laptop. I did it just now. I can't turn the freaking thing. You know, I should have Ryan look at this because I can't turn that thing, thing off. And I've asked two different IT people, like, this is how you do it. And I'm like, it's not doing it. I can't get it oh to my stop. God. I love it. That was awesome. I know. It's my pet peeve is something actually haunting me. Right? It's trying to teach oh, you a lesson. Me too. Me too. Well, I, I wonder, what it's in, wonder what it's inviting you to consider. Um, Stopping a dick, <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right. Okay. Most embarrassing mom moment. Aaron, go while Bethany swallows her um, coffee. I would say most embarrassing. Uh, short. Uh, Izzy, when she found out what penises and vagina were, 
she would point to people and say, he has a penis. She has a vagina. And then sometimes that wasn't even as bad. Mom, what are they? Do they have a penis or a vagina? And I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. It's one thing to call out their body parts, but another one to not be able to identify. In today's day, it's not a big deal. But 15 years ago or whatever, 12 years ago, it was like, uh, that's, I would just be like, whatever. She's like, no, mommy, pe- like, is it a boy or a girl? Do they have a penis? Or she have a vagina? And I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know. Both. I don't, like, I don't know. So it took a while to break her out of that habit. Oh, God. Oh, she, oh I can't say that one. She'd kill me. Okay, disregard. There's a funny <laughs> one, but I'd have to get her permission. All right, Bethany, funniest mommy moment. Funniest or embarrassing? Oh, most embarrassing. Um, most embarrassing. Like, the one that came to mind was it was we were uh was picking up him up from preschool and the bunch of kids were like standing in this grassy area this one kid who was like his friend was standing up on top of something he goes up and he just pushes her off and I was like for like no reason at all and I was like Kingston why'd you do that and then then I was like I was all embarrassed and I was like I didn't know what to do and like yeah I was like in front of everyone parents and kids Mm. and I was like oh my god everyone's thinking I'm a terrible mother (laughs) They're like, she's raising a serial killer. Yes, and exactly. Noted, noted. It was seriously like, why did you do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> why not? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's throw that one on its head. Sweetest mommy moment. That one of those moments where you're like, I am killing the mom game. Oh, sweetest mommy moment. <laughs> this is harder. <laughs> uh, um, okay, I'll go because it happened. Okay. It happened this morning. Um, Aww, good for you. We woke up and he was like, Hey mom, guess what? And I was like, what? And he's like, I love you. <laughs> I was like, Aww, I love you too. <laughs> it was really sweet. That is sweet. Mm-hmm. I think one sweet moment is when Izzy was giving coaching a friend or something. And she was verbatim saying what I had said to her, like how to interact. She was guiding them on like another interaction with a friend and I'm listening she doesn't know because I'm walking by her room I'm like what and I'm like oh my god she's like I really everything was so consistent to what I and she had the person on like FaceTime or something because I could hear them like oh yeah she's like yeah I kind of talked to my mom a little but I really this is like really was what I think so I thought (laughs) that was super sweet because half the time I feel like she's like shut up or mm-hmm. okay I don't agree the other kind of sweet thing being a blended family was Carl's youngest Taryn can be um shy if not slightly hostile to new people <laughs> like they're shy like and there's like Shh, why are you talking to me and when we went camping a couple weeks ago she saw my mom and ran to her and just like flung herself in my mom's arms and my mom the youngest grandchild is like 12 that she's had so bringing this little six-year-old in and my mom just melted I was like oh won that game and then (laughs) Rinley said to my sister gave her a gift and said I just really appreciate your help is it okay to say I love you and my sister's like yes I love you and it was like yes I think just turning out like we're blending this family so yeah those are my mommy moments that made me think of another one because recently I noticed like I was upset about something. He could tell I was upset. And he's like, mom, are you upset? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, are you hungry? Are you tired? Do you need something? And it's like, those are the things I ask him when he's upset. <laughs> are you hungry? Did you say what it was? You're like, 
Oh, well, yeah, I'll tell. I just be like, yeah, Kingston, I'm just, you know, I'll explain to him why I'm, why I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> and now be careful what anything else you say, because they're going to be uh, watching every move. Yeah. Okay. I'm horny. Um, and I'm horny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys just finished your um, Untamed podcast. So team open cabinets or closed cabinets? Closed cabinets. I, I close cabinets. Close. I stand when they're open. <laughs> totally closed. This is because um, Abby's closed, right? Glennon's open. Glennon's yeah, Glennon's open. yeah. Okay. I have a question. Shared toothbrush, not gross to share. Fine to share toothbrush. Gross. Gross. <laughs> gross. Okay. I mean, even though in in a dire circumstance. If it's, right. if I'm willing to make out with the dude, then I should be willing to use his toothbrush. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I would, uh, I would prefer to have, keep that separate, but it would be if like we were stuck somewhere and we had one toothbrush between us, okay. then yeah, I right. could do it in an emergency situation. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've done that before with a friend when I was in like high school, because we, I, one of us forgot a toothbrush. So we just shared one. <laughs> we would run it under really hot water to like sanitize it before using it. But yeah, no, now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. No matter how much I love you. Okay, craziest place you've had sex. You may have addressed this in the erotic play episode. I don't mm. call Ooh, this one them. Uh, I know Carl. I think uh, Paul. We. I couldn't remember this before, but we. Did I? He. I think he picked me up from the airport. I think I was flying in from work, and we didn't see each other like a week because I was like, whatever, I was gone in Canada and New York and stuff. And he was pulled over and I think we had sex. I know I had orgasms. I just can't remember, but basically it was all about me. And he pulled over in a car in like a questionable, like, are we going to get caught? And then there was like, got to a point where I was like, I don't fucking care. Let's game on. Let's do this. And for Carl, that's like, as for some, he had ever done something that was like so public. Nice. So it depends on your definition of sex. Because if your definition of sex oh. is orgasm, then it happened for you. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't start out as, I have to ask him, did we move to the back seat? Because he's 6'5". It ain't happening really in the front seat of a sedan. So I'm probably, I'm trying to remember. In a car in general, it's hard. What? So in a car in general, it's hard to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my answer. Okay. Bethany, craziest place uh, you've had sex. Craziest. I always place. have the same one in my head. Bethany drives a crazy. public beach bathroom <laughs> a public beach bathroom yes I think it's crazy we were slightly dirty we were fully clothed yeah and it somehow was still the most exciting one of the most exciting did you have pants on I did dress on oh okay. yeah that makes life a lot easier yes yes it was planned <laughs> oh it was planned yeah oh I'm thinking you met like... there to do it there Okay, you, you. I was gonna say you planned it, or he, they planned it. He did together. Okay. He was like on his lunch break from work or something. Like, was the first time? No. No. Oh, okay. No. And and that is the craziest place. Yeah, I guess so. I think. Oh, I think on the last recording I had mentioned, I I remembered I did on like a jet ski. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like I was like sixteen though. Yeah, I, uh, Chris and I broke into someone's backyard and had sex on a deck, then got caught. Okay. <laughs> wow. Is that crazier? Yes. Then on like the side of a road. I don't know. I feel like side of the road makes me. I didn't I, think we'd get breaking caught. Breaking into somebody's backyard. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm, Did you know them? And getting, uh, it was one of his friends and it was a group of his, and then the one, it was, he came home with a group of friends. And this is like a really nice house, the deck overlooking uh, Ventura. Okay, did they cheer or did they scream? They get mad. Oh, he went like, uh, anyway, I want you to go back in the house. And then he's like, dude, dude. It was so like, ugh. And then, you know, Chris is hard of hearing. So that was like, huh? What? What's going on? This moved into a whole nother level. Okay, Okay. Uh, moving on from the sex for now. (laughs) (laughs) What is your spirit animal? Oh, mine's a butterfly. Mine is a, um, mine. <laughs> well, I'd say hmm. one that guides me, I think is a crow, like a, a raven, mm-hmm. but I also get like, um, guided. They're not my spirit animals, but like my grandmother comes through a hummingbird, Pruitt comes through a heron, which one time Carl and I are in an argument and he went and had dinner somewhere else. He was walking around. He's like, the damn bird that what's that bird. That's Chris's bird. And I go here. And he's like, it was watching me and following me. I'm like, Score. and he goes, I realized, all right, I got to come back. We need to talk about this. <laughs> oh my God. By your dead That's awesome. Bird. <laughs> um, okay. What makes you, you laugh? One? With, Sorry. With, you don't have one. Me or her? No, her. You she don't have the, oh, the, the crow. Raven. No, you said those are other. Oh, okay. No, that one's mine. That one's coming. Your animal is like one that you identify with or something. Well, I have, I did my whole chart when you can get, you can Native American, you can actually get your totem. Yeah. So I have like, was it eight or nine? Oh, okay. And that one's the, the crow. Crow is like the hierarchy one, the one that, and then there's other ones like I have rabbit, I have a tarantula, God help you. Yeah, 50. At 50, I'm supposed to have very spider energy, which is don't fuck with me or I'll eat you. Oh. I know. Okay. Okay. That's just around the corner. So <laughs> yeah. <we> <laughs> it's only four years away. Yeah. Okay. Um, what makes you laugh? Embarrassing <laughs> moments. Inappropriate. Especially when it's other people. Inappropriate jokes. <laughs> yeah. Inappropriate jokes. Yeah. Describe uh, inappropriate. Inappropriate. Uh, like- okay. So like this last weekend, I um, I have a friend, but I know her husband. I don't know her husband as well. And I proceeded to tell him all the things like, what does FUPA mean? Uh, dirty trombone. So I was telling him a bunch of naughty words. And we were, I was totally enjoying telling this poor man what all the sex terms meant. That's awesome. And was he cringing? No, he was like laughing at first he was hesitant and then he was laughing and then we proceeded to talk about how my mom thought she had a fupa and he was like why would one think you have a fupa and then she's like i don't know there's probably like a hundred listeners going i don't know what a fupa is so Aaron, fat fat upper pussy area google it and then you'll know it's a lot more rare and a dirty trombone is if you um anal sex and then oral sex Ew. Oh God! <laughs> really? Who get off on knowing this and sharing this information? I think I'm 15. I have so many. I'm so immature. Right <laughs> and everyone, you can see, like Melanie can't talk, and Melanie's Bella like closing talk. her nose, like she's smelling the poop or something. <laughs> totally. 
that's just taking it to a whole nother level. That's just, oh my gosh, I'm all over it. I didn't heard of dirty trombone before, but I didn't know what it was. And I honestly didn't want to know. Just text me. I'll be happy. I, just, like, I, said, I just said I didn't want to know. <laughs> no, no. Gosh. You can't un, what is, I can't unsee. You can't unknow something. I would never. Right? I would, yeah. Who does? Um, I don't want it. People okay. do weird things. No judgment. But <laughs> Okay. Um, this no we're Moving on. <laughs> um, wait, wait. What did you say, Biggs? You laughed. Inappropriate jokes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. That I had inappropriate jokes. Oh, oh that was mine. Like, Inappropriate-like-sexual-or-like-yeah-that's-what-you-get-along-with-me-yes-okay-and-yeah-anything-like-the-the-yeah-I'll-laugh-at-it-sometimes-they're-like-and-like-stereotypical-jokes-too-like
Yeah, it's probably harder too when you're in front in front of a bunch of people. Like it might be easier if it's just like one on one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and to get the agreement and to think that your shit didn't stink. Like I really thought I was pretty good at it, and then to be told like, "Oh no, sweetheart, you're yeah. not only not good, you look like it, it's worse because you've added like you're taking away from the conversation because you look like a ding dong." And it was just my body language, certain things, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way it was really actually an energy inside of me, my own confidence of myself <clears throat> that I could shift, but I felt silly for quite a while. It took me a while to not to get back up to the microphone and feel confident. Yeah. Um, let's see. Probably. Probably. I mean, it's happened more than one time, but like it's happened like in a group, a room full of people when I was doing coaching, uh, or training to be a coach. And it was like, basically if I have something I want to say, I like piggyback on what somebody else is saying. So like, I like give them the credit rather than like owning what I say. Um, and yeah, I, I think, I think that was, it was hard for me to hear because it was like, I think continuously when people point out how I'm like making myself small or, um, I don't know. It's just like, poking at my, it feels like it's poking at my insecurities. Like that's, mm. it, it's happened more than one time. Like, but that was like in front of a room full of people. That to me is like hard when you get feedback in front of mm-hmm. a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. <hard>. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh... Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, okay. So we'll get into some advice questions. Okay. So if you were to picture probably one when you two are in a session and you're giving of information to the client who is sitting in front of you, what your listeners want to know is what is going on in the thought bubble that you are not sharing with the people sitting in front of you. So we'll start with the easiest and then move from there. Um, Is there a book that you have read that when you read it, it's one of those where you will like, you would put it inside the cover of a different book so that everybody thought maybe you were reading Anne of Green Gables when actually it was 50 shades of gray or something that you, or a book that you've hidden or that you've read and you're like, Oh, I would love for other people to read that, but I would be so I just can't share this book with anybody else because it'd be too weird or embarrassing or. <clears throat> I got the Kindle, the Kindle, Kindle, Kindle. Mm-hmm. Kindle because I was reading 50 shades of gray with my colleagues like traveling and you know that was a series mm-hmm. so then um I've and so then I got the Kindle but the funny part is one of my colleagues told our regional director who was very uptight Virgo and asked us when we were at lunch or something around we were in San Francisco or whatever and she's like oh I have to pick the next book for a book club and one of my colleagues is like you should do 50 shades of gray. It's about empowerment. And da, da, da. and I, we were all like, and then I felt silly going, Oh my God, I've been traveling around with a Kindle because I don't want to admit I'm reading it. And then this one is all being ovaries and being like, yeah, you should read that. And knowing she's totally fucking with her. And she's like, I would love for her to read it. I think I'd be good. She needs to loosen up. So that's what I did. 50 shades. It's funny. Cause I don't really have, I think, I think before I was more, like in the past, it was like when I was reading the book Pussy, I think it took me a bit to like start suggesting it to people. Um, that definitely was probably, I would listen to it. So I didn't have the actual book, but I think if I was reading it out in public, I'd probably hide it back then when I first started listening to mm-hmm. it. Now I wouldn't, but yeah. <laughs> and Pussy and the Anna Green Gables. 
Yeah. Okay. Favorite piece of advice around sex that you have not yet shared and would like to? Shared yet? I don't know. Or a piece of advice that you have wanted to give a client and didn't around sex? Oh, that's never happened. (laughs) I know you guys are pretty straight shooters. You say what you want to say. Yeah, I'm just like, even, and I'll just, I'll preface it by saying, you know, like this may, you know, like I'll I'll set the stage. Like you don't have to listen to me, but this is what I suggest. (laughs) This may make you uncomfortable. Well, it was, you know, it's funny. It was, I was doing a reading for your parents that bring, and, oh, yeah, yeah. And I, and that, that came up, uh, it was like about their sex life. And it was like the first time I'd ever really like read for a couple. And so I wasn't really sure. And it was like, your it was, you know, your parents too. So I'm like, I don't know how to like suggest this, but I was just like, you know, so like, how's your sex life right now? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> So I think, I think I like, my, oh sorry no go ahead it was just I think when, me admitting when I know I have a little freak in front of me who's acting like they're not especially group readings I'm like so that's when I sometimes hesitate because I don't know if everyone else knows what I can feel on them which is they are a freak in the sheets so what I does do it feel like how do you know it feels like they're camouflage it feels like Mm. they like librarian energy like oh or none kind of like oh I would never say that but when I'm near them or I read them I'm like I can just feel it I'm like there's they don't have a hard no about almost anything like everything and so um I've gotten better at jokingly like oh we all know you're freaking the sheets that everyone else doesn't know if I'm joking but the person I said it they know I know yeah. So um, that's probably one. I would say another one is in couples readings. Like the straight truth for me is blowjobs is not doing anything. If it's but if I'm getting a blowjob all by itself, it's because I care about the other person. It is not giving like I hear women going, Oh, don't you feel sexy when you're like, no, I don't feel sexy. I don't feel like I'm like the superpower woman who can turn a guy on because I think my non like my non-intuitive brain is like I'm a hole like it's a hole that feels good and it fucking doesn't matter but I don't say that when I read like when clients I try not to keep my own bias about it I just like let them tell me what they feel about oral sex and mm-hmm. and with guy and I'm biased because if a guy's like well I get a little hesitant smell and I want to be like shut the fuck up go down I don't care so I'm very lean towards women and I don't always say it like so that's my little like Aaron's personality not Aaron's readings and lots of times I'll like talk to my like intuition and be like control your natural way of talking because like Carl and I'll have a different conversation or when I dated a very different conversation than what I will advise clients to let them kind of leave what they're comfortable with or not and then inviting them to expand on that yeah for me, it usually like, I'll just end, I just, I'll, I'll hesitate at first, but then I'll just end up saying what I have to say because it keeps yeah. coming up and it's like, okay, just fucking say it. Like you need yeah. to get laid. You need to have sex. Like I literally said, especially if it's a man, sometimes I hesitate with like saying that to men, like talking about sex with men. But Ooh, I have told a man that's kind of tricky. Cause I've told, I had to tell one, 
Um, and he was not like sexually, like it wasn't like constrained, but I was like, he needs to masturbate before he goes on a date. Like he needs to get his yayas out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was about to, it was because he was in my mindful dating program. And I was like, how do I say this? Cause I was so like nervous and I finally was like, okay, I'm going to say something. It's going to, it might feel a little like, oh, cause you're not asking me. Yeah. But I think you're a little all over the women energetically. You're not physically. It's cause I think you need to masturbate. And he was like, what? Like, and he actually, I think later was like, kind of like, oh, I kind of saved that energy. Cause then like, you know, it's enticing. I'm like, nope, you're like humping a, her leg oh. energetically. Oh, yeah. Cause then what happens is you might think you're attracted to that person, but really you were just horny. And or he's giving off like uh, 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 like humpy energy and the woman's like i don't know like what you want me or do you like me that was his kind of vibe yeah so i was like i don't care how many times you have to do it but you need to leave that energy at home yeah until she wants until you're closer to actually being able to sleep together hey that's actually some advice i don't know if i've given people but i realize it's a good thing for men and women is to masturbate before you go on a date mm. get it out or like before you choose to like sleep with somebody or, or just go on a date with somebody. Make sure you're not just horny. Yeah. And, you know, like that's your, sure if you're looking for like you want right. to get your rocks off, exactly. but if you're looking to delay that or find right. other things prior to sex, I totally agree. Yeah. He was the only one that I've had really that actually had the humpy energy. Like it doesn't matter what I put in, what is put in front of you, you're going to hump it. So we need you to, we need to <laughs> click in that. Exactly. Get it out of your system. Because you may so. not actually want to have sex with that person. Yeah. So, friends, if you remember nothing from the Spill the Tea episode, <laughs> remember that you should spill the things before you go on the date. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's stick with the advice thing. We have one more question in this category. Um, craziest piece of information you've received from Spirit and could not or did not share with the client. So, in that, take us inside the thought bubble where you were like, oh, I cannot say this to this person or... Like, uh, how do I, what do I, that kind of moment? Um, a serious one is I had someone who was high on heroin when they walked in. I didn't know that. And their spirit, they, like the, they were taught, I'm like, did you have someone die? And they're like, yeah. So it was a very medium moment. And I'm like, and he kept saying he's high. He, I know he doesn't look it, but he's high. This is what I died of. So I pretty much spent most of the time talking to his friend than talking to him. And it made me nervous just because, you know, for me, heroin, my understanding, exposure, it's a little unpredictable behavior can happen. And he was like, like his, just his demeanor. So I ended up being able, but I totally, it was his guide was telling me how to handle him in that moment. Like, he's not safe. You need to get him out of your office. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like, what the fuck? So I didn't tell the guy I knew he was high. I actually got him to admit a little bit. Eventually, I don't know how I got him to admit that he was taking, and he said, like, microdosing so that he can maintain. But eventually, like, he left, and it went really well. But it scared the shit out of me for a good 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. When someone's, like, yeah, when Spirit's like, you're not safe, I would, like, almost crap myself. I had never had that said to me, and I was like, uh, I'm not safe. What the fuck? Uh, uh. I'll leave. I'll leave him here. I'll just leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Is there a non-serious one? Uh, yeah. Um, when I've had spirit or, um, it's like, I see it through someone else's eyes. So I don't know if it's someone else, but I can see how people like sometimes are how they are with making like love or sex. If they tell me one thing and I know it's another thing, and I'm like, oh, you can tell people I... are lying. 
Yeah, like there's there's something I'm like. Mm. It's like specifically you have the skill of like telling when how people are in bed. It sounds like there's a little yeah. bit. You don't you? You don't have it. So they're I telling like, you, I like to make love. And you're like, oh, no, you don't. You're like, like, you, you like, like to fuck her. Fuck. You like yeah. to fuck. Yeah. Or <laughs> I like to fuck. And I'm like, no, you don't. You like, like, it, they. Yeah. yeah. I, I can yeah. tell what people are. That was early on. And now I feel like people are so used to me. They just like, well, I'm just going to tell you the honest truth because I don't want to deal with you. So uh, that's a little yeah. bit. I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to like this. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was one, so I was at a, I was doing a reading, readings at a party. And so it's like, it's one of those things where it was paid for by someone who put on the party. So it's not like each individual person coming to me. So I always kind of censor myself sometimes in those situations, because I know that the person may not necessarily have done this themselves, right. Mm-hmm. Unless it was like a part of the party. So um, this woman was talking about her relationship and I could just tell that there was just like, there was so much, she was on the verge of tears and she, you know, but it was like, it was very clear, like, don't bring this up. Don't push this. Don't like, I, you know, like, I think I, I talked about this in the last one, but it was like, I, there were like multiple different male energies that came up and I could feel that, you know, like possibly almost her husband, cause she's married. But then it was like, I don't know if it felt weird. Mm. Like, <clears throat> so I kind of <clears throat> bypassed it by saying, well, we have multiple different, like, you know, male energies coming through. It could be like your dad or anyone else in your life. And it was like, I was trying to like, give her the opportunity to maybe say something, but she didn't. So I was just like, I'm not gonna, you know, and then I could just tell there's a lot with like that she didn't want to talk about that had to do with mm. herself. And, and yeah. So I didn't know if it was like a lack of self-awareness or just not feeling comfortable with me, but I, she was very guarded. Like she even like sat like really far away from me, which I also thought was strange. So. And I bet you, my sense is, I bet you she was having an affair doing something that she was fearful you were going to. Yeah say was this in a group setting or was this individually it's always individual but you know everyone else it was like at a it was a bachelorette party and they were staying at this house so they were all there but in a different room so nobody it was just me and her there but yeah yeah that's kind of what I got to I was like okay I'm not gonna push it (laughs) so yeah so speaking of pushing things um (laughs) Perfect, now sequitur. Uh, Bethany, this is coming your way first. Erin um, is a self-proclaimed person who does not step over things, yes. not even in the bedroom. She yeah. told us this in the erotic play um, episode. <laughs> what is something you wish she would step over? Sometimes, because of her, because of her fascination with poking at people, and <laughs> sometimes I wish she wouldn't do it to our guests. when they're in the middle of answering a question and she's like you know I get it's like sometimes yes it's funny and like but sometimes I'm just like oh my god Erin what if they get uncomfortable now what if they close off and I'm just like holding my breath waiting for them to react hoping that they're okay with it you know because she'll point out something like that they're doing that maybe they didn't realize they were doing or maybe they did I don't know but I always worry that they're gonna feel uncomfortable (laughs) And that's clearly not one of my value systems is making people feel comfortable. Oh, no. It is not. <laughs> <We're off night. laughs> right before you give someone the microphone, don't fuck this up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like, okay. Erin, <laughs> yeah. is there something that you in um, previously did not step over and in retrospect you wish you had? Hmm. Hmm. This isn't, um, 
I think there's not, it's not anything big, but sometimes I will tease, I will blatantly tease Bethany on something where no one would even know it's happening, but I don't step over it. So Bethany makes a face or like a couple of times she leaned into the camera to greet something over and her chest. I'm like, well, Bethany just motorboated the camera or me or something. And she's like, and we might've been talking about like death and dying and I'm going to bring up motorboating. And she's like, I'm so like, Aaron, I brought it up, but I throw her into like a whole other thought pattern. And then she's like circled back and be like, fuck, get back to death and dying. See, Aaron, see that direction. So I feel bad that I throw her so far off. And sometimes I'm thinking it as it comes out of my mouth, like, don't do it. But it's halfway out. And I don't know how to pull that shit back. It's like peeing. Once you start, it's really hard to turn it off. And I start peeing from the mouth. And then I see the impact. I'm like, shit. Sorry, I just went through, I don't know. I, don't I know mean, you I meant. witnessed it in the beginning of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> totally. not being able to stop what she's saying. So she just goes with it. Yeah. She does. So um, you two have a really sweet way of staying curious with each other during the podcasts. Um, what has there been, has there ever been anything that you were curious about that you didn't ask your co-host? Hmm. I think I just asked it now because I knew about the sex in the bathroom and in my head I was like is this a one time like did you just because Bethany is adventuresome enough that she could potentially like say I need to get my rocks off I have this fantasy hey Jorge you want to do it yeah we're probably not going to talk after this like she could do that and I didn't ask her sometimes she'll tell say stuff that I get like and she says it like, she says it like in passing, like this is an everyday thing. And I'm like, wait. And then she moves on because it wasn't the point. It was just something leading up to a point that she thinks is more pinnacle. And I'm like, wait, wait, sex in the bathroom. Like, wait, wait, come back to that. <laughs> but those times I might not ask because, because I am boring. trying to be good and let her finish her point and not take her off topic. But in my head, I'm like, I want to go back to the sensational shit that you just threw out there. Like, I'm like, I'm just like, what, really? That was a big deal. I was trying to make a different point. <laughs> no, like when you said about like having like you with the, I think it was the untamed group. You talked about having fear. Like, well, when I had an affair, la, la, la. And your point was something complete. I watched what six women go like, what affair? Like they were like, oh shit, we're on this kind of podcast. Like that's not even the big point. And I remember like dying inside I don't even know if I made a point, but I know they let you, she left them all curious because that was not even the point. The point was something happened after the fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I was talking about my realization after I had the affair. The affair wasn't the realization. <laughs> and everyone was like, what? So I think sometimes that was a symptom. <laughs> I don't always ask, but I'm curious because she throws, okay. she has a very exciting, like little things that happen in her life can be very exciting. Which is so ironic because she's a yep. hermit. It's just a Tuesday. I don't know how she does it for a hermit. I don't know how right. she has bath. Yeah. She's like well, the thing about having, being a hermit. having sex in a bathroom. And I'm like, when, like once a year, the thing about being a hermit is I still do stuff. It's just not as often as everybody. And so when I do stuff, it's more exciting right. because I've been pent up in the house all by myself for so long. And I think it's also, I just don't talk about it as much because I'm a hermit. So I just kind of keep to myself. Oh, so you're like a verbal share hermit too. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. Have you done anything wild in the last week or two? 
I mean, why? She did. You can see. No, she, yeah, she has. Yeah, she, she totally the face. She uh-huh. makes. Yeah. See, that's the shit. I, I sometimes step over that. Okay, what is it? <laughs> yeah, don't I even. Don't even wild. try. <laughs> to me, it's not wild, but I mean, like I had really good sex. If that counts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Outside of your home. No, inside my inside my home. Oh. Not outside of my home. Anything kinky you did? Uh, it's not ne- no, not necessarily kinky. It's just really good. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. You know, like it's just one of those where like both people really want to please each other and and will like actually do what you ask them to do, but also know how to read somebody's body. So like you don't have to tell them what to do all the time. You know, because there's like those people who like they don't necessarily do well with feedback sometimes they get defensive or whatever if you're like you know and then you're like okay just trying to help you out buddy um (laughs) and then there's the people who uh like just i don't know don't know how to feel into it either and and you have to communicate like over tell and it just becomes like i'm teaching you now and it's not fun anymore so yeah it's not not any of those things So nothing like super crazy, just really good sex. <laughs> really good. How many orgasms did you have? Like four or five. That's why it was good sex. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Bethan, what do you love most about Aaron? I mean, even though it sometimes is like, oh my God, Aaron, what's coming out of your mouth right now? I do love the fact that she just says whatever she's thinking and that she doesn't step over stuff, right? I think because- it helps me. I think that's what makes her a good coach too, because it helps me when I'm like, Oh, I didn't really realize I was not like people may think a certain thing about what I'm saying, even though for me, it's not a big deal. So that is always helpful. And then she's just really funny. And she's like, we, we can laugh about really inappropriate things together, which I appreciate because some people get offended. (laughs) Aaron, what do you love most about Bethany? I think one, I love that Bethany, there's a, um, when it comes to sex, female empowerment, like there's nothing she won't talk about. It's transparent, like just watching women be in like the glow of her conversation about it and openness, which I think is really sweet to see someone that is vulnerable and yet um, inviting people to put, inviting people to push themselves that way. I also like that she thinks she's so Aquarius. She thinks outside the box. Like if, if I have an idea, like, what if we do this way outside the box? So often I've gotten a, what the fuck are you talking about? Or uh, Bethany's like, all right, let's do it. Like a little more quirky and outside the box. It's almost like that makes her more excited to jump in and do it with me. So she's a yes um, for things that I don't think are very often people are yes for. All right. Uh, let's keep the love going. Okay. Okay. If you could wave a magic wand and normalize something that is considered taboo in the world we live in, what would you normalize? You want to go first, B? Yeah. I mean, it, I don't remember how I worded it last. So I'm all trying to remember what I said, but it just, it has to do with sex. Like just being able to talk about it freely and openly and just that I think it's the shame around it like people not being ashamed of who they're attracted to what they want are what they want to do sexually and it that's what I would normalize sexual empowerment 
I would normalize um, women trusting their guts and, and, and living and speaking from it and, and other women or men, he, she, they all honoring each other's gut. Like it is like the hard nose that create, like they're like, because I think people, when they trust their own gut, they trust other people's gut. They trust their own intuition. They trust other people's intuition. I would like that to be normal across the globe. Okay. So we're going to have a sexier, more in tune world yes. when yes. you two have done with it. That sounds like a place I could definitely Dippity, live boopity, in. Boo. Right? Yes. There we go. Boo. Magic wand. Yes. Um, okay. You might have to think about this one for a minute. If you could have five people over for dinner, dead or alive, real or fictional, who would you have over? And we did it last time. You went one at a time. So Bethany did one, then Aaron did one, then Bethany did one, then Aaron one. So if you want to do it that way again, that works. Yeah, that, that helps. Okay. For me, first is my grandma, Jojo, because I don't believe I ever met her. If I did, it was like one, one time when I was really young. Um, but I've been told that we are very similar. And I know she's one of my like guardians, my little on my spirit team. Um, I've Eleanor Roosevelt. I just like I just find that woman freaking fascinating, and I would love to have her at a table to understand her, her perception of the world, and what made her kind of cutting edge. All right, that's one each. Bethany, number two. Um, my uncle Bobby. He passed away when I was like. 10 or so but he was like my favorite uncle and he was really funny and yeah I always I think about him a lot God I have a lot of questions for God (laughs) if God exists which I think God does but I'm just fucking fascinated what does he look like what does God look like to you probably like a woman okay um you know what I mean I I read a book called the shack Mm -hmm. um and it's I, after I read, I found out it was Christian based. Like I didn't, I thought it was just someone's story because the, the Christian, like uh, Jesus, the spirit, the Holy ghost and Jesus, the three Trinity, God was a black woman. And I just thought the way that book depicted God, I was like, yes, that's how I want God to be straight shooter, funny, nothing's personal and incredibly loving. Like, no bullshit. Bullshit meter is like so high. Like, ah, oh, you're fucking lying. <laughs> and I love the fuck out of you. So I, like <laughs> that I don't think they use the word fuck in the book, but you know, no. I, I bet you he was cool enough or he or she is cool. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> when Aaron gets to the pearly gates, it's going to say, welcome the fuck to heaven. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this is like dead or alive or it can be dead or alive, real or fictional. Anybody you want. Um, definitely Prince. I just think he's like, he was brilliant and also like strange. And I would really love to pick his brain and hang out with him. <laughs> okay. we got Jojo, Bobby and Prince. God, <laughs> Eleanor and who's next? Susan B. Anthony. Like, just like, how did you do that? What were you thinking? Were you scared? So a lot of that women's movement, I think I have that. I would love Isis. I would love I goddess Isis. Oh, I was like Isis the like no, no. the goddess from Egypt. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Um, like my, my late husband, Chris. I would have him um at the table. 
Is there something specific you would want to talk to him about? Probably if I had limited time, how am I doing with Izzy? What do you think? Like really parental things. And then I think I, if I could ask anything, yeah, I'd probably say like, what do you think of Carl? What about the business? Got any insights? Can I make this shit happen faster, more, more money? Like, am I doing it right? Um, yeah. Or if I could, I would have Izzy have, if I had to hand over one of these people at the table, I'd hand over him to Izzy let her have the experience. Mm-hmm. You're such a good mom. Uh, thank you. All right, Bethany, number four. Number four? No, five. Five, oh, I was like, oh my God, I have to do another one. No, I, I was like, I wrote mine down right now. <laughs> Prince um, Isis, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Teal Swan, she's still alive, but yeah, I love everything that she posts. And I think she's fascinating. I would love to have her at dinner. What kinds of things does she post? She's a like a spiritual teacher. And I mean, she posts like so much about shadow work and trauma and just how to be better in relationships. Yeah. Yeah, I have so much edge to her. She's super insightful, but there's an edge. She's got a yeah. She's like a, like a biker bitch edge. Like there's something about her that I'm like very direct. Yes, went through a lot of trauma in her life, and it caused her to have this really gigantic spiritual breakthrough because of it. And then she calls herself extrasensory, so she can feel and see a lot more than most people can. So. Yeah, she's interesting. And teal, like the color? That's her name? Yeah, that's okay. not, I don't think that's her real name. I think it's her, like, her spiritual name. Gotcha. Swan. I think as it represents, like, probably her color, and then swan's probably her uh, spirit animal. Oh, spirit. Yeah. Mark well, Twain. I think he's just funny writer. Oh, were you asking more about her? <laughs> no, we just went from all these women's movement I activist know. people to Mark Twain. And a man. Oh, man, I has to be there too. What? Chris. Chris oh, wait, God. Oh, wait. Two, God. two Chris. men. Two men, two women, and yeah, God. Two men. Yeah, God. Probably a woman. We all know. Um, yeah, I think like so funny comedian. Like, I just curious to kind of see his view of the world. I'd love to ask all these like Eleanor Roosevelt, Mark Twain. Like, what do you think of how it's turning out? Like, years after you've been here, what are your thoughts? Like, yeah all right um okay best or worst date you have ever been on pick either category best or worst i can pick a really good worst one okay go ahead worst one was um guy shows up does his picture is clearly five to ten years off from his age in which direction oh he's older it was a younger picture um was totally i had there's two really bad ones but i'm gonna give this one up like just going off on certain things and not caring like not listening to see if i what i thought about like oh no blah 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 and this and that and then would eat like we ordered sushi but kept grabbing it and would eat it and i was like oh are we sharing this like and he's like oh yeah of course like wanting me to reach over the table so it was like constant social manners and whatever and then um, I clearly was like, all right, I like, how do we wrap this up? We're going out into the car. And then he said something about Oprah and he's like, well, Oprah's stupid. And I looked at him and I'm like, well, I think how about when you make a billion dollars, you then can call her stupid. And he was like, well, how about this next date? I get to fill you up. 
And I was like, he goes like, next day, he said something like, next day, I get to touch those, like touching, pointing to my breasts. And I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, where's your car? Like about just like, you go to your car and he goes that. And I'm like, oh, that big truck, are we compensating for something? So I begin to get an argument in the parking lot with this guy, which ends up turning him on and just pissing me off. Ugh. And we were still, and I'm like sliding in the car, like peace. But that was like one of my worst dates. Oh God. It feels like you might've not, uh, might've slipped into the less higher version of the air totally. itself. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I was like on fire. I, I got offended on behalf of Oprah. Yeah, I would too. That sounds good. <laughs> like, after he told me his management style and I was like, oh my God, clearly he has not read one book. He knows nothing about management. Like I was just like horrified how he t- talks to his employees. And I was just like, so I was offended on many people's behalf. No one knew it. <clears throat> yeah. You got worse or best. I think I'm going to do a worst one. Um, one of the worst ones. So like I met this guy for like for coffee and it was kind of late. And so we were like, right. I say that I have to tell you, it was just tea. I was drinking like neither of us were <laughs> drinking alcohol. It's like 20 minutes into the date. We're just kind of like walking around like wherever we are and like looking at this place that has like a garden. And in the middle of me talking, he tries to kiss me. And literally it's 20 minutes into the date. And we aren't drinking alcohol. I just want to reiterate that. Yeah. And <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were giving me a signal. And I was like, what signal? And he's like, oh, I don't know. You like played. He said I like flipped my hair or played with my hair in some way. And that apparently online somewhere he read that that's like a signal to kiss a woman. And I was like, no. And I'm such a nice person that I'm like, oh God, what do we do now? I don't want to like, I don't like making other people feel awkward or uncomfortable. So I just like, was like, oh, you know, like kind of played it off. And I was like, now I have to finish this, this date. So I even stayed longer and like finished the drink and then left. And I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, did he try to kiss you again or did he stop? No, I was very clear. Like, I'm also the type of person where I get really curious and I'll like in a nice way ask like, so like, that's why I asked. I was like, why did you do that? Like, where did you, what, what? Yeah. And so we kind of, our date, did you think that we were going that direction? Yeah. Yeah. It was just really weird. It was weird. Anyways. <laughs> I think I win that one. You do. <laughs> you, my guy would have told you, well, then next time I get to play with your titties. <laughs> <laughs> but see I'm such an like I'm such a weirdo like, Dude, like which one the right or the left Don't right you know? I'll make a joke about it to try to like like not have conflict oh yeah. so like that's I, I, I tackle it head on Aaron, I know yeah Aaron's, Aaron's, the <laughs> Aaron's not that way yeah I'm just because I'm like I don't want the person to get upset or mad and but then I'll find a way to like you know ease my way yeah, <laughs> yeah. so now I'm intrigued because of something Aaron said it, which celebrity do you think you could most easily get offended for like if somebody like just like said something about that celebrity that's the one that you could go to like you there could there could be a fight happening if they like for me it would be pink right if anybody just pink it's going yeah. down it's yeah. happening right now don't even the queen no i think i get offended by anyone judging a woman's look when she's had a lot of success so basically I can get offended on behalf of thousands of women yeah. when they comment on her looks. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you fucking own a company that has a million employees? I didn't think so. Shut up. And you're ugly too. 
like so i get like revved up when i see like sexism at mm-hmm. play or what i've decided is sexism um i think uncon i guess oprah is one of them yeah have you seen the documentary about britney spears <laughs> conservatorship that the new oh, york no. times put yeah. out it's, I mean, it's really just this total nonsense. It's super interesting because there's a lot of the um, journalists as she's being questioned or as she's having people make judgments about her, there is a journalist that keeps saying they would never have said this to a man. They would never have done this to a man. Yeah. And, and so many of the questions I'm like, huh, you know what? You're right. They wouldn't. This is not a thing. I love that because a lot of more um, famous people, especially actresses or singers, entertainers, they like I'm hearing more women being like, why the fuck are you asking me? Did you ask him? Like, and I'm yeah. like, yes. I know. I love those clips. Back on, like, when are you going to have kids? Oh, you know, he can have kids too. Did you ask him? Right. No. So why are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love those. I think for me, it's any, any star that, that was like a child star, like, like Lindsay Lohan, obviously Britney Spears, like the ones who, now like have gotten a lot of backlash right because of their actions or or even like Justin Bieber or you know like people who were who started really young and I and then people kind of like attack them for how they acted as because they're basically Mm -hmm. just watching them grow up um I think anyone like that even like I that's even why I love Michael Jackson because like I know that there's possibility he did some things that were kind of shady but like I always felt bad for him because I felt like his childhood was really shitty and like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason he is the way he is. And so I always get kind of like defensive for those, those people. I think that's an interesting, cause I know like, Michael, like I, that's, I glad there's people like you. Cause I'm like, mm. Michael Jackson, like mm. this category, like I am quick to. No, I get it. But it, that's, that's, I think it's just because of my early childhood background and because I understand how children develop and that people literally get stuck in an emotional state like at a certain age like they, yeah. it's called developmental trauma and um they can't move past that because of the trauma that happened so I can understand why they are that way and I feel like sometimes society uh doesn't well like I, just, I feel like we don't know how to support people through it necessarily very well and then they get blamed because they're like oh they're an adult they should be making better decisions and yeah I get that to an extent but then there's also like but don't you think they would be making better decisions if they could like, so that's kind of where I look, how I look at it. Yeah. If only the world was filled with kinder people like you two. <laughs> we could do. So we're going to two more questions. Cause I think we're, we're been on for almost an hour now. Um, what do you do when being your highest self, like you wake up in the morning, you have no intention of being your shittiest self, right? You have every intention of being your highest and best self for the day, but all that shit goes out of the window. What do I do? How do you, like, when you're just being your, your worst version of Aaron, how do you, like, get yourself re or regulated back to some version of a, maybe even just a sort of okay self? I think there's two things. Either I isolate the fuck out of myself because I am, like, toxic in that moment. Like, you know, you I always tell people, like, you're farting in someone else's space. They're having a great day and now you fart all over them and they're stuck with the stunt stench of your energy so <laughs> i keep it very simple i'm gonna say that to kingston though that's a I'm good like, one for me he'll understand that you have fart, energy. fart on me <laughs> fart bad mood on me yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does that all the time i like i told you all the time like you just farted all over him or her or what the hell 
Um, and the other thing is I pivoting, like sometimes it's just slight adjustments. So I can't get from like feeling crappy and shitty and annoyed with the world to happy. Like that's like, so what's like asking me to run across the United States. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. But I can do things that might pivot my mood. So I usually try to reach for things that'll make me like, like laugh. So I might watch a video. I might read something. I might go for a walk. I might pull a card. I might listen to a song. Or if I'm really like, if I have to be on, like really on, I'm like, sometimes I could want to introvert and I have to like work with a lot of people. I'll go coaching. I'll like, okay, I need someone to get me like, and just be hundred percent coachable and let them give me directions and not think about it. Just do what they tell me to do. Because if I, on my own account, I'm going to stay in the shithole and I need to be better than that for whatever I have to show up for. If I can cancel, I might do that, but that's rarely, that's not as much of an option. Bethany, how do you? Bethany's been laughing the entire time at me. Well, because your fart comparison. Oh, is it my fart? <laughs> it was your fart comparison. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, I think it's, I try to get to the bottom of why I'm feeling that way very quickly because I, I do like, the, like I already mentioned, I do will check in with myself. Am I just hungry? Am I tired? <laughs> Did I get enough sleep last night? You know, do I need to sit down and rest for a second? Listening to music definitely helps. Pulling cards. Um, maybe taking a shower, sometimes just being in water, feeling like I'm just like cleansing my energy um, or exercising just, or just like going mm. for a walk, going outside, getting fresh air. Um, or if I know that there, it's not, like, I know what's bothering me. It's like, maybe it's a situation that happened with somebody and I need to talk it out. I'll reach out to somebody and, and ask if they can talk to me about it so I can get perspective. Yeah. Okay. I, I know that what I remind myself too is we don't have an acute emotion for more than 90 seconds. So sometimes I'm not normally in a big shitty mood. I don't want to have a mood. I don't want to have whatever I'm fearful of. You're resisting. Yeah, I'm resisting, I'm avoiding. So sometimes it's like, you know what? Step through the emotion yeah, rather yeah. than trying to avoid it because it's going to be worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I just had, like to remind myself, okay, you can't have it more than 90 seconds. So if you're scared to be sad and now you're getting crabby because you're avoiding that, like just go and be sad. Go do it. Get it yeah. done and see if you can come on the other side freed up. Yeah. You could also try drinking a glass of water. <laughs> Allegedly, quite often those moods will strike when we are dehydrated. Oh, um, interesting. So, yeah. Maybe I'm dehydrated today. Maybe that's what it is. Could be. All right, ladies. That is the entire list of questions that were sent out or sent in by your <laughs> listeners. So those are all the little cups of tea that were being spilled and i have heard however that there is a big cup of tea that you have to share with your listeners so ladies would you like to uh spill that tea should i tell them that i got bethany pregnant yeah no oh. we're getting <laughs> when married. do you do we're getting married <laughs> we fell in love oh. i don't think that would shock listeners oh, yeah. though i think some would be like oh yeah, well, i see that happening I, yeah even though I've said multiple times that I'm just like not sexually attracted to women. <laughs> I love dick. I love dick. I love penis. Anyways, that's not what um, it's well, Big news. You want to start or Bethany, you want me to start? You, you're already talking, so you can go. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Headlong. I feel like you'll say it in a, a, a better way. 
So after Bethany and I um, had some really amazing meetings talking about where our future lies and what we're up to, and we made the hard decision to uncouple um, as podcast hosts and end um, our podcast being um, experiential podcasting (laughs) and move... um, and it's so we will this is our we only have four shows after this mm-hmm. and we decided this just really doing some real deep digging and assessing where our time and energy is and we decided okay it's time to let it go we've been doing it for a year yeah. um however we are totally anticipating we already have projects in the future where we're working together um because we adore each other and value each other's work we just know this is where our ending is on the podcast yeah you want to say anything, B? Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just like really hard because there's like, I don't know, we created it together and I enjoy doing it so much. And it's really a lesson in knowing when you have to let go of something, mm-hmm. even though it's like, and honor it for what it was. And yeah. So it's been, it's been interesting. And yeah, we're doing, we're consciously uncoupling as Gwyneth Paltrow so- <laughs> would say. <laughs> yeah. So, and we're going to definitely, we're going to make the last uh, episodes fun and engaging. Um, we, we adore that all of you have been hanging in there with us and enjoying the process. We've totally enjoyed it. Yeah. Actually, Melanie is one of our, Melanie, our facilitator, uh, is one of our, our most loving, devoted feedback listeners. So it's sweet that we get to have you here. Yeah. And thank I'm- you. I'm sure I speak on behalf of many of your listeners when I say to both of you ladies, thank you for hours of entertainment and for introducing all of us to ideas and people and concepts and um, tools that we would never even have thought about had we not have had the joy of listening to your podcast. Um, But beyond that, for just being so vulnerable and transparent and authentic and awkward. Um, As Renee Brown would say, right, awkward, brave and kind. Um, I think you both embody that in a very real way because you put it all on the line for an hour a week and you just, you don't filter, you don't edit, you just put it out there and you give the rest of us permission to do the same thing. So um, we will miss you because you're the first podcast I go to on a Wednesday morning when I'm out walking the puppy. So mm-hmm. you will be missed when I don't have that to go to anymore. But we have all, I think, been touched in a very special way by both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Mel. Yeah, we really, I really appreciate everyone and all the feedback we've gotten. Every, every single person who listens, it's been, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's been a gift. It's a gift that people yeah. give us their time and their attention. Right. And pure pleasure. This is pure pleasure. Yeah. To be able to do this. So um, thank you. So stay tuned. We still have four more shows. Yes. Our, our new saying is, what would Ellen do? <laughs> like the generous, we know her show's ending this year. We're like, well, how would Ellen do this? So yeah. we're trying to keep it spectacular until the very end. Yes. Thank you, Melanie. Yes, thank you so much. This was fun. All right. Bye, Bye, everyone. Enjoy the countdown. Our farewell.